0: On this episode of Bite-Sized, we are watching and discussing the 20th scene from the movie Twilight. For those of you watching along at home, that is from 2531 to 2702. And now, on to the episode. Good evening, good morning, or whatever time it is, wherever you are. Hello, thank you so much for joining me with uh, at another episode of Bite Sized. If this is your first episode, thank you so much for listening, for finding us. Here's what's going on. My name is Ben A. I'm a comedian in the Chicago area. I am watching and discussing every scene from the movie Twilight, one scene at a time in chronological order. It is a burden, uh, some would say, of love. Some would say it is a punishment that I have put upon myself. Every week I have a different guest who watched maybe 90 seconds of the film and is here to discuss it with me. Speaking of guests, let's talk about my guest today. My guest today, very excited about this, is a voiceover artist, comedian, and journalist not from Chicago, from Houston, Texas, Meredith Nudo. Welcome to Bite Sized.
1: Welcome. Wow. Why am I welcoming you to your own podcast?
0: I don't know, but I feel uh,
1: good job me. I like
0: that. No one's ever welcomed me to my own show before. Uh, And how polite of you. Thank you for doing that.
1: Thank you for having me. Absolutely. That's the the thing that I meant to say. No, I appreciate it. I am excited. I never actually watched the Twilight movie. Everything that I know about it, I just know from pop culture osmosis. Oh, let's
0: get right on into that. Because normally there is a little bit of talk at the beginning of the episode about how you do and how's your day going. But I think I want to skip that and just go straight to the first question. I asked all of my guests on the show, which is Meredith Nudo, what is your history with the Twilight franchise?
1: I don't have one? Okay. I'm, I'm aware of I am aware of it. I know the the broad strokes of it, mm-hmm. but I never watched the movie. I was not particularly interested. Yeah. You know, in the story? Yeah. So, I just didn't watch it. I will say, however, I know that Sparkly Vampires has become a joke. Yes. But I actually think that that's a really clever and interesting twist. Yeah. On vampire lore. So, that part, I'm actually going to compliment. I think it's a really cool idea and a really neat idea, especially because, you know, for storytelling reasons, they can be out in the sun.
0: Right. Vampire stories, vampire movies—they're very common, but they tend to follow the same set of rules established in Dracula. Basically, so it is, in- right. it is interesting to see this. Like, yes, they can go out on the sun, it, in the sun, but it punishes them in a different way. It sort of signifies right. them as this other.
1: I also have one question about Twilight that I never. Maybe, maybe some of your previous guests or you have an answer. Sure. If you are an immortal being, mm-hmm. as it were. Why the hell would you go back to high school?
0: See, they were bitten. Uh, they were all turned. Edward and them were turned when they were high school aged. So Robert Pattinson is very clearly a grown man in this movie. But in the fiction of this world, him and the other some of the other vampires are eternally like 17 years old, 18 years old, basically. So it would be kind of weird if they were... These clearly, obviously young people not in school all the time. Look, are there other better ways to get around that? Yes. But, but that's the, the explanation from the story.
1: College exists. It does. And I feel like you would have a lot more freedom if yeah. you're a college student. Like, I wouldn't want the restrictiveness of high school if I was immortal. It's just too much to to hand. Like, I would be misbehaving after five years of that.
0: Like, the Cullens would really benefit from learning the phrase... People tell me I look young all the time. If they would just say like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm 20, but people tell me I look 15, 16. I knew people like that.
1: And this is the part that kind of made me not really want to read it. If I was also an immortal being, romantically, I would also have no interest in high school kids. I don't know what you would talk about. Like, even if you are physically 17 Mm -hmm. and everything, and that makes sense, I would still be probably bored? Yeah. After a while?
0: This is kind of a discussion we've touched on a little bit in previous episodes, which is according to the story, when the vampires, when they when a human gets turned into a vampire, they stop aging. Basically their body mm-hmm. stops developing. So if you get turned into a vampire at 17, does that include like your brain development and your hormones? Are you just eternally a teenager?
1: And also, if you're eternally 17, Your partner, even if you meet them in high school, is also going to age out of that as well. Because they age normally, and you're always 17. Well, what happens when they hit, like, 19 and 20? Right. So it just seems extremely limiting on a lot of levels, legally, emotionally, mentally. Like, yeah. maybe I'm overthinking it, but, like, it bothers me.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. So you, Twilight comes out, you're not interested. Were you... Did you know people who were getting into Twilight around that time? Did was that fever catching around you in that sort of 2005 to 2008-ish time?
1: I had friends that were interested and checked it out because they like vampire stuff. Yeah. But I knew very very few fanatics. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm fascinated. Everyone else I've had on this show has at least... Even the ones who say they don't have a ton of history with the franchise have at least seen one or two of the movies a few times. So to have you on the show with absolutely no context for it, it's like it's like when anthropologists find some like uncontacted tribe on an island somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I'm fascinated. I have so many questions. I have someone that is completely new to this world. So with that, let's get into the scene. Normally okay. on this show... I describe what happens in the scene, just sort of a general overview of it, and then we talk about it. But I know too much about Twilight. I want to hear what you think is happening in this scene. How would you, an outsider, describe these things you've seen without context?
1: I did look up context because I am a context fiend, Mm -hmm. but there's a difference between reading it and actually experiencing it. And understanding it, it, yeah. Right, so it looks like, Bella was wearing headphones and just not paying attention or earbuds Mm -hmm. and not paying attention to cars. Yes. And it looked like at some point Edward had swept in and pushed the car away. Yes. And she's flashing back to it like she's got that thousand yard stare. Uh She's she's contemplating her near death experience. She's not engaging with that field trip at all. So
0: far so good.
1: And then uh, her friend Mike, because mm-hmm. I, I did look this up, Okay. he fumbles through his prom-posal, uh-huh. as it were.
2: Look at you, huh? <laughs> You're alive! I know, yeah. False alarm, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: Now I wanted to ask you, you know, if, if, uh, I, you know, it's, it's like a month away,
2: but, uh... <laughs> do you want to, uh, go to, go to prom? Yeah. <laughs>
1: while the Cullens are walking up and being like, look at how cool we are, guys. And she's watching Edward, who I imagine probably has some kind of, like, super hearing on account of being a vampire. So he's overhearing this conversation. Okay. He's overhearing this awkward, you want to go to prom with me?
0: So what, what do you think? About what? Do you want to go?
2: To prom? With me? <laughs> oh, I... Tom, dancing, not such a good idea for me. <laughs>
1: uh, I have something that weekend anyway. I'm, I'm going to Jacksonville that weekend.
0: Uh, you, you can't go another weekend?
1: Non-refundable ticket. You should ask
2: Jessica. I know she wants to go with you. All right. All right.
1: She makes an excuse. I have a feeling that she's probably not really going to Jacksonville. Okay. I think maybe she's just trying to let him down gently. I imagine that she's probably friends with Anna Kendrick over there. Yeah, and saying she likes you, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to violate the bro code. Mm You know, she she doesn't want to take Jessica's man away. Yeah, so she's like gently pushing him. And besides, she's making eyes at Edwards, so she probably secretly wants to go to prom with him. Mm -hmm. And he's listening in, and he's like, "Oh yeah, she's into me because she turned down this guy," and then. The script calls for the teacher to call them on the bus and says, green means go. Come on.
0: Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys, come on. We got to go. We got to go. Green is what? Good. Let's go. Yo, guys, come on. I thought that, that the,
1: the, te- the actor and the teacher yeah. d- did the best that they could, but I think that that part was overwritten. All you really needed for that moment was just like, hey, guys, get on the bus.
0: That's a pretty solid summation of the scene. Yeah, we start with a flashback oh. to something that happened a couple scenes ago. Uh, Mike, yeah, that is his name. Uh, he's been clearly into her the whole movie. She's not into him for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. He's kind of a... he's. Not I'm not a big fan of Mike. He's not the best. He's he's a loser. Edward does not have super hearing. I think he's just close oh. enough to be able to actually hear it. But he can read minds, oh, gotcha. which is sort of a type of super hearing.
1: Okay, so fair enough. He's got some manner of yeah. being able to kind of gauge the situation from afar. Yeah.
0: Let's start breaking down the things that happen in this scene. We got the flashback, and then she is jarred out of it by Mike, who just sort of... I like the way he just sort of zooms into her vision and like it... Slowly focuses in on his face. I think that was a nice little yeah. jarring way to get her out of that. Uh, you know, a nice hard contrast from this dramatic flashback to a, a kind of a goofy guy.
1: I liked that too because that seemed like just from the read that I got on Mike that that would be very in character.
0: For sure. It's kind
1: of like, hello, Bella. Here I am.
0: Yeah. He, Pay attention to me. He is, in general, just a very awkward character, which is why I don't like him. I think it's it's pulled off well, but a little too well that it's like, mm, I don't want to think about how close that was to me in high school. Uh, <laughs> I
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to think about how close that is to me now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing.
1: It sounds like they had him over-rehearse his stammering and awkwardness. Yeah. You could almost mentally hear the director saying, "Okay, you you say "um here," and you you stutter a little here mm. and you it did not sound like organic awkwardness, yeah.
0: That's interesting because that me. you are uh, an experienced voice actor. You've done video games and, and television shows, if I'm not mistaken. And one thing I, yeah. that, one of the few things I know about that that variety of voice acting is you have to do a lot of those weird little ums and things like that, especially for like video games when you're making like jump noises and things like that.
1: Yeah, effort sounds. Right, and you know the only time that I I can't really plan out a lot of those. Mm, uh. uh stuff is if i'm doing dubbing yeah but even then there's there's ways to sound organic you can have your voice crack a little bit because with dubbing i do both live action and animation mm-hmm. so you have to be able to match the way that the lips are moving right so you can have like instead of being like i I, I you can just go i to signify that your voice is cracking and things are awkward without taking up extra lip flaps But I do again, I'm not going to put the blame on the actor because I don't I don't like that, especially as an actor. I know sometimes how script and direction can impact your performance.
0: Let's talk about prom because that's what they're talking about in this scene. Did any did did, what was your prom experience like? Did you go to prom? Did you go with someone?
1: My prom was very different from a normal person's prom, as you can probably imagine, not being a normal person. Uh
0: Now, was that the prom or was that you? Me. Okay.
1: So, my friends and I had a competition to see who could spend the least amount of money on prom. Yeah. I grew up in a place called the Woodlands, for those of you not in the Houston area. Mm -hmm. That is an extremely, extremely wealthy city or suburb of Houston. Now, I grew up in a middle-class family, but I grew up in a middle-class family in a wealthy area, and most of my friends were also middle-class. So, we thought it would be really funny to just, like, spend the least amount of money. So, like, my dress was 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. My prom food was my parents made me fried oysters. Nice. Things like that. My parents took the photos. Now, I did go with someone, but I didn't go with necessarily a date. Yeah. Because... My school, it was so huge that only seniors could go to prom. Mm -hmm. Juniors could go if invited by a senior. So we didn't have junior prom, senior prom. We just had senior prom, juniors welcome if asked. Okay. So one of my friends, his friend had been asked to prom by a senior. Okay. And he really wanted to hang out with his friend at prom. Mm -hmm. But he was a junior. Now, this friend had a girlfriend who was also a junior, and I didn't really want to take anybody as a date date. I didn't really date in high school all that much. I cared more about playing DDR. So I asked my friend, I was like, hey, I know that your boyfriend wants to go to prom to hang out with his friend. Can I just take him as my plus one? And she was like, oh, my God, I trust you. So I took him to prom so he could hang out with his friend. So
0: then did you ask him to prom to come with you as your plus one? Or did you ask him through that friend? Was this a secondhand promposal?
1: No, I actually just asked him directly. I was like, and I think his girlfriend was there at the time. I was like, hey, look, I know that you really want to go to prom with your friend. I'm not going with anybody. So if you want to take my date slot, you're welcome to it. Okay. So I, I technically had a prom date, but I didn't have like, Prom is the most important out of your life, kind of prom. Right. Uh, I was probably all told there for maybe an hour, and I spent almost that entire time at the chocolate fountain, and then I went back to my friend's place to play pool. Okay. Most of the night.
0: Uh, she says no to prom because she's going to be in Jacksonville. Spoiler alert: Your intuition was correct. Uh, the end of the movie is at prom, and she is definitely there, not in Florida.
1: So, so how does this? Am I allowed to ask how this affects her friendship with Mike? Absolutely. Does she just say that, yeah, that, oh, that's trip the was kind of thing we talk
0: about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Because
1: I would feel pretty angry if my friend lied to me. Mm-hmm. I would be like, "You could have just said no."
0: You know, Bella Swan, not the best at communication. Really, no characters That's in fair. this movie. Um, there's a lot of lies that don't make sense, such as. I'm in high school because I'm still 17. I have to keep going to different high schools every four years. A lot of this movie just wouldn't happen if people took sort of the obvious out there like that. But that is also a scene that we don't get at the end of the movie which is like Mike realizing, hey wait a minute, didn't you say you were going to be in Jacksonville? Oh, so they just leave it hanging? It just never comes back up. It's not, look it's not as important as we seem to be treating it uh, in this podcast, but that's what this podcast is all about is taking the very little things that we we have in our one minute, 31 seconds of movie and treating them as uh, very, very important.
1: Right. Cause that's, the, that's all I've seen of it.
0: Uh, let's see. It he tells her to ask Jessica. Cause why not? It's Anna Kendrick. Who wouldn't want to go to prom with Anna Kendrick? Honestly,
1: I want to go to prom with Anna Kendrick.
0: Edward's there just sort of hovering in the background. They hang out. They go to the bus. Where do you think that bus is going?
1: Well, I remember something like the transition at the very mm-hmm. end is like carrot tops and eggshells. Yeah. So it sounds like they're probably going to some kind of farm and talking about composting.
0: You kind of nailed oh, really? it. Yeah. The the very next oh. scene they are at. I don't know exactly what it is, but they are talking about composting, which is why yeah. Mr. Molina says green is good. Wow.
1: Oh, oh, I still don't think that that fits there. I just think, just being like, hey, get on the bus.
0: You know, Mr. Molina, he's very passionate about science and getting the kids to get excited about composting and things like that and the conservation and the ecosystems.
1: Well, those are all things that I'm passionate yeah. about. But if I'm in a hurry, I'm not going to pause to quit.
0: Nah, he's not in a hurry. Did you go on any field trips in high school?
1: I did go on several, but one that I remember the most is we went to the... The library at Texas A&M to do our big junior history research paper. Mm -hmm. I needed to go to the bathroom. Okay. Like you do.
0: At libraries, sure.
1: So I saw this guy that was kind of standing in one of the library rooms around a couple people and asking. And, like, he looked friendly enough. He had a big mustache and everything. And I was like, I wonder if this guy knows where the bathroom is. And he was standing closest to me. So I walked up to him. And, like, these two suited guys like kind of closed in on me and they're like, yes, excuse me. You can't be in here right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that very familiar looking guy might know where the bathroom Uh is. The suited fellows showed me where the bathroom was. And I went to the bathroom and, you know, did my research and things. And uh, when I was on the bus on the way home, my teacher was like, so did anyone see the library special guest while they were around today? I found out while I was there that, that he was visiting.
0: Can I guess who it is?
1: Wait, well, yeah, go ahead and guess.
0: You said mustachioed, I, and its I know it, Texas A&M, it's in Texas. Texas mustache, it had to be Sam Elliott.
1: No. Oh. This would be a very difficult one, I think, for you okay. to guess. Okay, well, then just tell me. Former president of Poland, Lech
2: Walesa,
1: <laughs> was there today. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. That's why I remembered that guy, because we learned about the Polish solidarity, because in Texas, unions are good Uh if they are in Poland fighting the Soviets, but they're not good if they're in Texas. I
0: am astonished that uh, uh, any high schooler outside of Poland would know... Oh, Lech Walesa, of course, a name that I didn't learn until just within the last couple of years. And I studied history in college.
1: You know, it's a running joke about how I tried to ask the former president of Poland, Lech Walesa, for directions to the bathroom and got uh, given directions instead by the Secret Service, who was there to protect him.
0: Wow, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, so that's the most memorable field trip that I had in high pretty great
0: field trip story. I doubt they're going to run into any former Polish presidents at the composting facility or wherever they go. The students get on the bus, and Mr. Molina tells the Cullens that they have to get on the other bus. Why? Was just the first bus already full, and they had to get on one by themselves? What's going on there?
1: I assumed that the bus was full.
0: Is it a special vampire bus, maybe only for vampires?
1: Oh, I don't think they know that they're vampires. Probably. Probably. I literally just registered that as the first bus is full. That would make sense. But is there a special reason? No,
0: I don't think so. I think it's just they are the last students to get on. Maybe they did that on purpose. So they know they're going to let the other bus fill up so that they can get on the the less full bus.
1: So are the other two... Vamp Collins that are with him is that brother and sister cousins like who who are they
0: oh let's get into that yeah let's we got mr molina here we got four people uh starting from the left we got mr molina then next up we have alice who is this one with the short pixie cut then we have edward here obviously and then this blondie guy back here that you can kind of see his name is jasper okay now the vampires the way it works it's very weird the story they tell is that they are all foster siblings of this one doctor guy in town who's also the vampire <laughs> that uh, sort of takes care of them, the head of their little group. But in reality, they're actually like boyfriend, girlfriend dating, I guess. And they've been together for a long time but aren't married and have to pretend to be siblings. It's all it's all weird.
1: That's very... Uh... Against the Westermark effect, but yes, go on.
0: You know, when you say, when you've been in the Twilight community for a while, all these things are just sort of common knowledge and make sense, and explaining them to an outsider really highlights just how odd all this is.
1: You know, you know what's weird Mm -hmm. to me is that, like, I watch anime. Yeah. And yet still, sometimes things like this confuse me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I won't get too deep into these characters and their personalities because that could easily take up another hour or two. But I,
1: I can kind of tell by looking at them. Like Alice is mean. Like I saw her and I immediately, immediately didn't like. Really, because
0: Alice is so not the mean one. She's the perky, friendly one. Rosalie, who is not in this scene. Let me see if I can find any more vampires as I'm scanning through.
1: Like the way that she was walking with her shoulders, I was like, and kind of smirking. And, like, either, yeah, like, look at that smirk. I was, like, she's judging me and she mm-hmm. is going to make fun of me for being weird and, like, my clothes not fitting properly because I like them a little baggier for comfort's sake. Like, I immediately wanted to, like, disappear yeah. so she couldn't talk no, to me. No, she's. Like, she just looks so mean.
0: She's not. She's totally the mom friend. Oh. It's crazy.
1: Well, then, you know what? I'll say this then. Uh Uh-huh. Good for Twilight, in this case, for subverting expectations by making the mom friend look like the mean person.
0: Oh, don't worry. The mean vampire is uh, is a blonde girl, like sort of basically just a mean girl's girl. Oh, okay. While we're judging vampires by their appearances, what do you think about this guy over here? This uh, This is Jasper.
1: He looks like he's an antagonistic dork.
0: Okay. That's not entirely fall off. He's not antagonistic. He's a dork, though. He doesn't talk because he's in constant pain. Uh, it's a whole thing. Oh, a poor guy. Yeah, he has the worst Southern accent you've ever heard because he's from Texas. And fun fact about Jasper that no one likes to talk about uh, is that when he turned into a vampire, he was fighting in the Civil War on the side you really wish he wouldn't be fighting on. Twilight, the deeper you get, the stranger the decisions that went into it.
1: Does he ever have any kind of like reckoning
0: of course
2: not no No. there's
1: there's never any kind of like you know I did fight it but I regret it this is what I learned along the way like there's no character arc
0: no he doesn't get a character arc of any sort at all throughout the whole films he's just sort of consistently Jasper he's not important enough to get a character arc honestly Gotcha. Going through my last couple of notes, Mike, when he is talking to Bella, he says, it's alive, which I think is fun because this episode is coming out one day before Halloween.
1: I'll be honest. I thought that was cute. Uh I thought that was a really cute because that does ring true as something that a very awkward and silly friend. Yeah. That is trying to like. Flirt with you badly would say. He had, he has like his little hand is up and he goes, It's alive. I thought that was yes. cute. I was like, Okay, that's really endearing. Even
0: though the last time he saw her, she was being taken to the hospital because she almost got hit by a car.
1: Okay, so it isn't, so he actually witnessed.
0: Yeah, like that flashback of her almost getting hit by a car, that scene happens. And then the next scene is her being checked out in the hospital. So, And he was there oh. to see that with like the rest of the students in the busy parking lot. So we can only assume okay. that this is the first time he's seeing her since he saw her get taken to the hospital.
1: That's very oof. But at the same time, that does also ring true as to what a very awkward teenage boy would do. Mm-hmm. Like that's very much the office yeah. humor. Yeah. I could see him growing up to be a Michael Scott.
0: Oh, for sure. Forgetting everything else we've talked about and the broader context of Twilight, just this 91 seconds, if this was the only thing you knew about Twilight, how likely would you be to watch the rest of the movie? I wouldn't. You wouldn't?
1: But I would watch the next scene because it's about composting.
0: It is about composting, yes.
1: That I would watch because it is relevant to my interests. Uh Uh-huh. But most of the rest of Twilight, outside of vampires and werewolves, both of which I really Mm -hmm. love. Doesn't hold much interest for me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I do like I I do like the lighting.
0: What what about the lighting? Do you like?
1: I like the blues. It's very surrealist.
0: Meredith Nudo, that's the blue bell you just heard. We haven't heard it in about five or six episodes, but every time someone on the show mentions just how blue this movie is, I ring the blue bell because <laughs> it comes up a lot. Yeah, the color grading in this movie is very blue, isn't it?
1: It's visually interesting to me because, like I said, I do enjoy the color blue. Yes. However. I am going to say this. I've been to the Pacific Northwest many, many times. Love it up there. think it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. It doesn't give me much of a sense of geography or space to light it blue. It's a very, very, very green area.
0: Let's start to wrap this up. My final question I always ask. If you had to give this scene a name, what would it be? And this is also going to be the name of the episode, so make it good.
1: It would be Prom? So it would be like Uh P hyphen P-R-O-M dot 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 question prom
0: dot 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 question mark yeah this may set a record for most punctuation in a single episode title <laughs> uh it's it's close it's close to a previous episode that had a lot of colons and things like that in it but it's short it's to the point I like it very nice Meredith Nudo if people listeners want to find out more about you maybe hear or read or see in person things you do where can they find out about that stuff perhaps on social media
1: So my Twitter is MeredithNudo, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, Nudo. N-U-D-O. Wow. (laughs) N-U-D-O. M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, N-U-D-O. And then if you want to keep up with my voiceover projects and learn more about what I have to offer your video game or animation or audio drama or dubbing project, that is MeredithNudoVA.com, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, N-U-D-O-V-A.com. I Um, I also write for Houstonia and Cron.com. So... You can check my Twitter to see when those are up. Uh, I also want to put in a plug for a project that I was in that just came out, if I may.
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: Blazers is an it's an early access now on Steam. It is a open world survival game and shopping simulator. Okay. And I am one of the bosses that you get to fight. Okay. I am Xena, the wolf woman who uh, is the leader of the outlaw pack.
0: I do see here in the description, survive against cowboys, samurais, and demons. And I was wondering which one you played. And I guess you're, you're a cowboy, technically.
1: She's a wolf and a woman and a cowboy. And she's the leader. And she's got that really swampy East Texas sound. And I love her.
0: All right. There you go. Uh, if you want to learn more about me, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at BenAbear.com. You can follow this show at Bite Sized Pod underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok because at bite-sized pod was already taken Uh, if you want to send an email to the show you can email my favorite twilight podcast at gmail.com i tried to do something that incorporated the name of the show and it was all taken thank you so much to my editor ben oxher for putting this together and making it sound good thank you to the band swimwear department for the use of their song mauled to death as the theme of this show I know I love those guys I actually, yes swimmer department I don't talk much about them on the show but I should uh they are a band from Houston um you and I both know a couple of members
1: oh yeah they're really sweet guys yes shout out to Ned and Matt the the two that I Absolutely. know I, I love you guys I love your work
0: I know Ned and Matt and Jeremy's wife I I yeah knew them when I when I did stuff in Houston but they're fantastic and I really like their music so when I started awesome. I knew yeah, whatever I- podcast I started I wanted to use one of theirs for my theme
1: Oh, absolutely! I got to see them at a house show. I'm
2: so jealous.
1: Here, I'm going to give them another plug, if yeah. I may. They tend to do to compete in like the NPR Tiny Desk concerts, mm-hmm. whenever those roll around. So definitely, yes, check them out and vote for them when they do it because they always put. Just so much effort into making Mm -hmm. great, 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 thoughtful, fun videos, Yeah, uh, especially if you love
0: surf rock. Yes. I will uh, plug that the next time the Tiny Desk comes around because I'm sure they will be in it. All right. uh, That's the band. That's the editor. I think that is it. That is everything we have to say. That is it for another episode of Bite Size. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And as we always say, at the end of every episode.
1: I got pointed at what?
0: I got pointed at what? Have a good one. (laughs)
2: Look at you, huh? (laughs) You're alive.